Kim Kynes, Betty Davis eyes to start us off on uh, Monday here. Classic hits. Waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Monday 22nd of February. How are you doing? Young How are fella? you? And all those things with you. What's the crack of you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Not a bad old weekend. Yeah. As, you know, as, as modern weekends go. Well, Saturday was In the new world order. Saturday was like apocalyptic. Yeah. Uh, and then Sunday was lovely. So it was a Absolutely, yeah. At least it was where I was standing anyway. Yeah, weather-wise, yeah, admittedly, Saturday was terrible. But there oh were so many God. more. There were so many more benefits to Saturday, I find. Was there? So, oh, it was, a, it, was a, it was an extraordinarily... It was just a joyous day. It was a joyous day. Despite the fact that you were spending it inside. There was still so much joy to be had from there Saturday. Was, especially with the old messy side to Abby. Oh, I can't believe it. 20 odd years and we lose again. We're always losing to them every 20 half years. <sighs> yeah. No, it was great crack, wasn't it? It wasn't was mad. to watch it. Oh, it was I mad. Was so I was, happy. I didn't. I didn't watch it. You see, that's it. Oh, I, I didn't know anything about it until you. Did you not? No. Oh. Until, like out of nowhere, I got these. Um, I thought. I mean, <laughs> the way PJ texted me about it, it was like. To be honest with you, it was like somebody texting you if you had if you weren't watching nine eleven unfold. Oh, it was the- extraordinary. It was like I was getting these texts like, "Are you watching this?" This is big, man. This is big. It is fantastic. And I'm like, oh my God, what's had to happen? There's had to been an attack or something, is there? Or what's going on? Or there's a government coup or something. And it was then- bigger than all of those things. <laughs> Watching Everton win in Anfield, it was, a lo- it, was one, it was one of the most beautiful things I've seen. <sighs> Extraordinary It, it was falling. one of those things that gives you hope, Jim. One of those things that gives you hope. Uh, Whoa, watching Everton come back to the rightful places. The best team in Liverpool. <laughs> it was brilliant. Never one for exaggeration, you know. Drive by from train here at Classic Hits. Waking up happy with PJ and Jim on this Monday, Monday 22nd of February. Time to do the old celebrity birthdays. Six famous names for you, PJ Gallagher. Excellent, yeah, brilliant. And started with an absolute gem. Uh, Julie Walters is celebrating her birthday today. Julie Walters. Now, is she Mary Poppins? Or oh, she... my sweet lamb. What's her name again? Julia, Juliet Lewis. No. Oh, dear God. Julie Walters. As soon as you remind me, I'll know it'll all fall into place. Julie Walters is the brilliant Shirley act- Valentine. No, oh, my God, no. Julie Walters is things like um, uh, Educating Rita, oh, Billy sh- Elias. Yeah. Um, oh, that's Sher- Shirley did all Valentine. The stuff, did all the stuff with Victoria Wood. Yeah, isn't that sure? She was Shirley Valentine, wasn't she? No, Shirley Valentine was the dark, curly-haired one. Oh, was she? I thought it was the same one. Educating Rita is one of my favourite movies. There you go. I yeah, with, with, with what's his name? With, with Michael, Michael Caine. Caine. It's all yeah. shot in Dublin, sure. The whole thing exactly. was shot in Dublin. Trinity, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the She's best brilliant. movies and, ever. And all the stuff she did for years with Victoria Wood as well. Yes. But she, just everything she's in. She's another one. She's like a... She deserves to be up there with the... With the the Helen Mirrens and the, she does, and the Maggie yeah. oh, Smiths she and all that. She absolutely does. She's just brilliant in it's everything. just people keep thinking she was in the sound of music and that keeps knocking. <laughs> no, people don't. You do. Well, you keep... Th- that was, you, that was Julie from, Andrews. She's from Liverpool as well, isn't she? That'd be a very different movie then. The hills are alive <laughs> with the sound of music. You never walk alone on the hills at all. <laughs> I don't know how many accents you managed to get into that. There was a bit of Scottish. There was a bit of everything in that. That was an extraordinary representation. Oh, yeah, yeah. A spoonful of sugar. Hey, some medicine go down. 
Um, Julie, you know what Julie Walters was brilliant in? Victoria Wood's uh, show, right, had this little section she used to do called Acorn Antiques. Oh, that's right. And it was like a really bad television thing. Yeah. Deliberately bad. It was brilliant. It was so funny. So funny. She was so good in it. She, and she played, she played, actually, she played like a, you know, a, a really old woman who was the maid in it. Yeah, she was I very, do, I she was very Dirty Elwin-esque. Very Dirty Elwin-esque, yeah. Oh, gee, but she was. You've got to pick a pocket or two. Oh, that's not even the same musical. That's your man. That's Christmas Carol again. What are you wandering off on? Oh, sorry, oh I, my uh, God. I, yeah, I'm just stuck into a Liverpool version of the sound of music of Mary Poppins now. <laughs> Um, yeah, I gotta say she's um, she's not a young woman anymore, but I'm um, not seventy six. Oh, seventy one. Oh, I'm I'm disappointed. Seventy one. The great Julie Walters. Right now, somebody else who I know you're a fan of, particularly on Twitter, James Blunt. James Blunt. He's yeah. a gas man. Yeah, he's an he's absolutely abs- hilarious man. He's fantastic, isn't he? He had another cracker there over the weekend. Oh, did you? What did he do? Somebody had tweeted about some shop. I think it was somewhere in America, maybe, or whatever, but some shop was playing James Blunt music. And the, this guy tweeted, you know, <laughs> blah, 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 whatever shop it was, playing James Blunt. Uh, 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 do they not want customers? And he just retweeted it saying, no, they just don't want you. <laughs> he's just... He's, he's got, very He good. just takes the abuse so well. He loves us. He actually yeah. really enjoys us. Like, he, people go on now and they abuse him, though, just to get a response from him. That's become his new thing, so he's... He's actually started to perpetuate his own abuse yeah. because it's so much fun. Um, but he does seem like a gas man, yeah, even though his music is hard to listen to. You know, yeah. but he seems like the kind of fella that, despite you know being like a, you know all of the things that traditionally you wouldn't necessarily enjoy. You know, like I mean, he's a former British Army officer, yeah, tank commander, <laughs> or something. And he's, you know, and he's quite posh, and he's he's all of those things. It's like really, he wouldn't be somebody that would normally. Classify as being, you know, Good you wouldn't fun. mind having a jar with him. I know. But he actually seems sound. Yeah, he actually sounds less fun than a Scouse version of The Hills Are Alive with the Sound <laughs> Music. Uh, but uh, there you go. Surprises. Life is full of them. Yeah. Uh, I'd say he's what? He's like 46. Oh! 46, yeah. Oh my God, man, you were so close. Oh. 47. Oh, for God's sake, I said 6 7 and I went back again. <laughs> Oh, for God's What are you sake. doing now? You're hedging your bets now. I went 46. Next of all, you'll be saying, you'll be having a guess going, I'd say he's in his 40s. Yeah, he's... A, I'm just leaving it there. Somewhere between 53, 62, I'd say. <laughs> somewhere there, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, what about this? Uh, as a child, appeared in one of your favourite movies, um, went on then, of course, to become a great actress, Drew Barrymore. Oh, I like her, yeah. Of E.T. fame, originally. She always seems like she's great crack. I know what age she is. She's the same age as me. There you she's go. She's bang on the same age as me. She's 45. No, she's 46 oh, today. for the love of God, she was the same age as <laughs> me yesterday. Oh, she was the same age as me yesterday. Fucking jeepers. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Very annoying, isn't it? I mean, honest to God. Can we just do that sound of music again? Oh, dear. I can't believe it. The very fact it's her birthday today, that wouldn't be a clue that maybe her age might change. I know, and it's my birthday in April. We're the same age. <laughs> For God's sake. Yeah, Drew Barrymore, 46. I can't believe that. 
Ironically, not the same age as PJ. Yeah. It's extraordinary that. For, for, for the day that's yeah. in it. Oh, for God's sake. Okay, look, what about this? Uh, a couple of your favourite uh, TV shows feature here. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Do you know who that is? He's Neighbours, isn't he? No. Oh. <laughs> Desperate Housewives and Sex in the City. Oh, jeepers. He was in both of those and Twin Peaks. Oh, I know exactly. He's the mad-looking dude with there. Brilliant, yeah. Sort of, sort of Dracula-esque head. He has a Dracula-esque head, yeah. yeah. I used to love Twin Peaks, like, I loved it. It was yeah. so weird. Never saw an episode of that. Did you not? No. Oh, my God, you have to watch it. You'll either absolutely love it or absolutely despise it. There is no in-between. Well, it's one of those that, does it have a plot? Or is it just... Yeah, it's who it's killed Laura Palmer. You're trying to find out who killed Laura Palmer. And why do people go on about it being so weird and all? Oh, mad it's and... so weird, like... Oh, it's so... It's weird, like... Now, what sort of weird? Just yeah. people in it are weird? Or is it weird in, like, supernatural or things I that know, don't make sense? Or yeah, do they burst into that. song in the middle of anything? Or... No, there's no songs, thank God for that. <laughs> the hills are alive! <laughs> uh, but there's lots of... Um, there's lots of we have stuff that doesn't make sense and the supernatural element to it. That would have made sense in Twin Peaks, but something called Twin Peaks. If somebody had a burst in doing the hills are alive, particularly in the Liverpool accent, yeah. that would have been incredible. There are people you wouldn't blink. You'd actually think it was the most normal thing to happen in some of the episodes. Oh my to be honest, god, it's that peculiar. Uh, I'm going to say he's about oh, uh, 68. Oh, 62. Oh, for God's sake, 62. I'm only after watching. I'm only right. after watching the second half. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's not very often we'd feature other radio personnel oh, on, jeepers, this, yeah. on this radio show. Don't, yeah, we don't. But like nonetheless, them. this is kind of this is kind <laughs> of appropriate because Chris Moyles oh, is Chris one Miles. of those kind of guys that I like. I know you've been on his show. Yeah, I like him. He's actually a lovely fella, and I've met him once. And he seemed like a dead sound character. He's one of those, and we kind of claim him as sort of one of our own. He is Irish. He's got big Irish family. Yeah, we yeah. Le- we lent him for an extended period of time. Yes, yeah, so Susan, who used to work here, exactly, his cousin of his. So, so I decided we'd feature El Chris Moyles today. Yeah, he's a very And the other nice thing fella. is, he's sort of one of the last of the um, the character types. Like, I couldn't tell you who's on Radio 1 now. I know, I know what you mean. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They've all become a little bit... Yeah, they're all... And... Yeah, they're all like, you know... Hi, I'm... Hi, I'm Rebecca. I'm exactly the same as Susie, who was here two weeks ago. And then it goes on to... Hi, I'm Kyle. Unfortunately, Brad can't make it today, but I assure you, you won't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Chris Moyles, um, who was, uh, you don't see him on the telly as much anymore. He was on the telly a lot for a while. and he then was. sort of Lost all the weight and they never put him on TV. Imagine putting all that effort into it and then you're not on TV yeah. anymore. You'd be there yeah. going, jeepers, no one cared when I was on the radio. <laughs> yeah. uh, i got to say, Chris Moyles is like 52. 52. 47. Oh, for the love of God. I don't know anything, man. Right, last one. Have, your, have a stab at this. Nigel Planer is the final one. Now, Nigel Planer was uh, Neil in The Young Ones. Oh! Yeah. Wait a minute. Was that not so Neil terrible, Morrissey? terrible, man. What? No. I always thought that was Neil Morrissey. No, Is that Nigel not your man from Men Behaving Badly? You know? No. Oh, Isn't my God. Bob we're the having, Builder? We're having another Julie Walters moment here. That was Bob the Builder that was Neil in The Young No! Ones. Nigel Planer was Neil. Are you serious? Is this a joke? No! <laughs> What? This is a joke. Like, for my you entire know, life, I've always thought know, that was this, Neil Morrissey. This is a joke. This whole bloody ridiculous segment is a joke. <laughs> well, it is now that you're trying to spoof me up. That n- Nigel Planer, the long-haired hippie in The Young Ones. That was Neil Morrissey with a wig. I would have I'd have bet me life on it. I was going to say I bet me house on it. I don't have one. Yeah. Uh, I'd say I'm <laughs> so surprised. I'm so shocked. I don't know what to say. 
65. 68. No idea, man. And I are up to date on the home Alton Isle Boiling Show, weekdays from 12. This is Ireland's Classic Hits. Good stuff. Thank you, Tara. How are you this morning? Good morning. How are things? A little sleep deprived. Are you? Just a bit. Oh, my God. Did you turn it into a Just, wild and woolly weekend? No. <laughs> I mean, I wish. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, no. I'm you afraid have, Actually, can I ask you a question? You haven't been tempted, have you, to go the route of the old home pub? No. Right. So what you mean to actually build a little thing for yourself? Yeah, because the amount of people I'm oh, hearing about who have done it. Loads the amount of garages and whatever that have been, or sheds or whatever that have been converted. Yeah. It's extraordinary. Our They're absolutely everywhere. Facebook pages actually dedicated to the art yeah. of turning it into. And so, not yeah. these. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just incredible the amount of people who have done it. Some of them look It actually fantastic. makes you wonder about whether these people will go back when pubs open. She'd have no money left for booze after building one of them. That's that, it. That's what I was thinking. That's like, kind of what I was expensive, thinking. expensive, you know? And yeah. people, like, they're not going just the route of kind of, you know, like people with optics and, you know, the whole thing. And, oh, like, yeah, they and look like proper the, sort of stools like... Stools and counters and yeah, everything Oh, yeah. All yeah. of that. Yeah, TVs and all. Everything. All of that, yeah, they've gone flat out. Like, some of them are bigger than better than... I would have thought now, Tara. No, I don't what? know why. Don't ask me why I would have thought this about you. I mean, I don't know where this idea came from, but I thought that that might be something you'd be considering. <laughs> no, kitchen couch does it for me. That's fine. <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I don't care what. Brings it, bring it to me in a welly. I'll drink it. Preferably in a welly. <laughs> Preferably. It's bigger than a pint, isn't it? Hey! There's the, there's the tar we know and love. Yeah. <laughs> Prince, the most beautiful girl in the world. Here are classic hits and Candy Staten. Young hearts run free just ahead of that. Thank you for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Monday morning, Monday 22nd of February. Thank you for all of the uh, WhatsApps. 087188 Few people back at it today, PJ. Yeah. Uh, Deirdre's been on. Say morning, lads. On the train to work, having been off last week. The fear is real. Oh, I can only imagine. It's it's gas the way you get your usual Sunday sort of right. Reset. I know. Get yeah. ready to you never lose that from school. You never lose that, even when you go back to work. Sundays will always just be, oh... Oh, I've got to go back tomorrow. Yeah, I do love a Sunday. Do you? But, yeah, I do, but it's the usual reset. The kind of, right, okay, you got to get your head in gear. I do love a Sunday. But it's uh, the Sunday I don't like is when you've had a week off the week before. Oh, right, yeah, Because yeah. you've already adapted now. It's jet lag Sunday. It's jet lag Monday then. Yeah. You have to sort of rearrange your entire life. It's, so, it's amazing how quick you become accustomed to not working. Absolutely. You know? Oh, my God. One week. <laughs> a couple of like, hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, case. no. I know, yeah. Anyway, Deirdre, good to have you with us. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, also, somebody else is back in action today. Uh, and this is kind of an interesting one. This is Paul the Villa fan. Says, morning, lads. Um, uh, back on the school transport. So first early mornings with you guys for a while. And, and the school, school thing, I didn't realise the school thing was happening already. Oh, there's... Um, Secondary ones, is it? Or no, what is it? it's the... Um, the special needs schools, I think, aren't they? Oh, that could They're be all it, back, yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, that's probably what it is. Anyway, Paul, it's good to have you back with us. Thanks a million for that. Uh, Garrison Limerick has been on. Uh, he wants to know is, if it's officially uh, a new record that Tara's done three Mondays in a row. I think, do you know something? I, I don't think she's... Oh, she's only missed one Monday this year. I think that's amazing. I think that's so far. Like, that's, this is a definitely a record. Yeah, yeah. Could, be, could well be. Could well be. Also... Uh, we have to say hi to our good friend Sharon from Forever Young, uh, Sharon Alston. Hi, from, you, Sharon. Uh, Forever Young, who's uh, not normally up this early by her own admission, and she's decided you are such a young one. Who is? You. Me? Why? Yeah. 
I'm not really sure what it's a reference to, but you're just such a young one. I'm such a young one. Yeah. Maybe it's the fact that you're... Maybe it's more of a, you know, as in, not so much young. a young one in the way that the Irish connotation of a young one as being, you know, a girl, yeah. as being uh, one of the young ones. You know, the we were talking about ones. Nigel Pla- oh, that's, yeah, Nigel yeah. Planer's birthday earlier on. The thing is, I do remember the young ones. I used to really like it. That's why I'm so bl- absolutely blown away that Neil Morrissey isn't Neil from the young ones. Maybe he was and was replaced, was he? Maybe they had a Dallas-style... Replacement. Somebody went into a shower, had a dream, and came out as a different person. <laughs> Next thing you were telling me, Rick Mail and Adrian Edmondson was in it. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I, mean, I tell you, you know what happens. Whenever you do that, whenever you deliberately say something wrong, you always get somebody who yeah. go, oh, "I think you'll find PJ. They actually wearing it." Yeah, I know that was that, that was the joke. No, but they wearing it. No, yeah, I know he was saying it for effect. No, 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 they wearing it. The best thing is when you go, "I'm sorry, they weren't." Again, the second time that was Alexi Sale. You know, you just go, you just deliberately get around to watch somebody lose their marbles on the WhatsApp, I have to say. I do enjoy that. I love it. Anyway, Sharon, it's good to have you with us. And uh, Forever Young, of course. Well, I mean, you know, the will it won't it still applies this summer. Yeah. Who well, knows? We're living in crossed. We're living in hope, Sharon. We're living in hope. Let's get her on and have a chat with her. Definitely. Uh, and the other thing is, this is this is something else that's unique to, well, maybe not unique to this show, but certainly unique to PJ Gallagher. Your fans, right? There, it's it's incredible. You You're like a cult leader, right? I wish I doesn't was. matter what they you say. They always make loads of money. Doesn't matter what you say. Even when you when you get things wrong, they'll they all your fans <laughs> bail what, in. What are you going to say to me now? Because uh, Helen's been on. PJ was right. Shirley Valentine was educating Rita. <laughs> Shirley Valentine's not even a real person, Helen. Excuse right? me. Shirley Valentine was played by Pauline Collins. That was the actress in the movie, educating Rita. Uh, it starred Julie Walters. He don't don't mind him here. He does or Helen. He doesn't understand what we're talking about. He doesn't realise that uh, Shirley Valentine was just sequel to Education Reader. He hasn't he hasn't a clue what he's talking about. It's incredible. Yeah, you could literally yeah. say black was white, and he'd be going, "He's right. PJ's right. Black is white." Maybe sometimes it is, Jim. <laughs> Ever think of that? No. Look at Mister No Grey over there. <laughs> Mr. No Great, that's a great name. <laughs> anyway, uh, also White Van Man, very happy this morning, uh, having a proper jolly on his way to work. He is, and uh, and also uh, Paddy's been on as well. Thanks a million for all of the WhatsApps. Oh eight seven one double eight triple zero eight. What have we got going on today? Well, oh my God, as though you needed reminding of how big a day it is on the hit bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. What is it? It's two thousand one. No, it's not. Two two. Two thousand two hundred quid is what it is. Mm. Loads of money on the hit bit today. Uh, and then there's ma- there's some mad stories out there. I actually don't even know how to narrow them down. There's so much to be talking about. Well, I tell there's- you, there's more winning to be done as well because um, uh, on the breakfast table quiz this week, there's even more cash. We've got a 500 euro voucher for you to win from uh, Specsaver Still Organ, your friendly local opticians and audiologists. You know. Well, there you go. And there's also this wild story about a woman who who, t- who bit a man's tongue off in Edinburgh. And it fell on the ground and the seagull left it. But I'm not sure we can talk about it because I haven't worked out if it's funny or not yet. Right. Or just, yeah, just tragic just and sad. Just tragic. So I better, not, I better not mention that. Right. Glad you didn't mention that. No, you're grand, yeah. No, I'm not sure if we should. <laughs> right. 
So all of that on your breakfast menu for this morning. Of course, as usual, if you want to get in touch, Magic Mike is standing by. If you fancy a crack at the big money on the Hitbit, €2,200, or you fancy getting your hands on that €500 voucher for Specsavers to Lorgan, usual um, number applies. WhatsApp 087-188-0008. 80s Classic Comic Chameleon Culture Club here at Classic Hits. Thank you for waking up happy with PJ and Jim on this Monday, Monday 22nd of February. Thanks for letting us hang out with you on your Monday. 087-188-0008, the big one today, of course, is Double Money Monday on the hit bit. Uh, before 8 o'clock this morning, you have over two grand in your pocket, 2,200 euros. Oh, plenty of cash. Fabulous. Oh, especially on a Monday in February. The yeah. last Monday in February, is it? Oh, I think it is. Uh, 20, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, because this, this isn't a leap year, is it? No, no, that was last year. Right. Do you remember we were all giving out last year because February was last so long? Oh my God, how little we knew. Right, so €2,200 could be yours before 8 o'clock this morning. Magic Mike waiting for you to tell him you want to play. 087 on WhatsApp. Remember, you can listen as often as you like on Classic Hits. Dolly and check out the previous wrong guesses. And, of course, big is the clue. Now, so, while you're doing that now... <laughs> Settle down, because PJ's going to read you a story. Once upon a time, <laughs> there was a place called Edgar's Mission in Lansfield, <sighs> and it was an animal rescue centre with over 400 animals, and a man and a woman decided it would be a good idea to read English literature to the animals to see their reaction. And this is an actual true story, so it's not even a long time ago. It happens now. It's actually, you know, something I thought I was going to start ridiculing and laughing at this a lot when it started. Right. But I've been convinced. I've been convinced, so... Now, when you say animal rescue, what's, what, what did they rescue? Is it one specific type of animal, oh, lots geez. of different animals? Okay, do you remember years ago? Do you remember years ago when you hired about... Um, there'd be a young fella down the road and his dog maybe um, went to live on the farm. Do you remember that? Oh, what happened? right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you remember what your head would think that farm would be like in real life? Oh, well, heaven. Yeah. This is actually what this place is like. This is this is the farm you yeah. wish they always moved to. Yeah. To be honest with you, right? Fabulous, like um, just that's it. Live out your life in total freedom in the endless green grass and acres of yeah. just fabulousness. This is exactly what this place is like. I remember a fellow who was in his twenties when we were told him, you know that the you know the farm you where know a dog farm. went to. Yeah, you know the, it's uh, the bottom of your garden. It's not, <laughs> it's not a it's not the farm you like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so in his 20s, he was like, no, 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 I'll ring me out. He goes, jeez, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. But uh, so this is what this place is. And they rescue everything, right? It's run by, entirely by vegans and vegetarians. So you can see where it goes. I'm looking at the people that volunteer there. There's a very, there's a, a definitely a type, right? Okay. You know, definitely. Yeah. People turning up for These a people have hugged a tree in their time. <clears throat> yeah, they have. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice people now, I have to say. There's yeah. no doubt about it. It's all, so there's no animal products allowed onto this farm. Um, and it's sort of... Do you know what this is? This is like celebrity farm animals end up here. This is the Betty Ford Clinic of um, animal shelters. Wow. So they realised they knew how to look after animals really, really well when it came to their physical needs. But much like everything else, farm animals have mental health issues <laughs> as well. And they started realising... One woman realised she got this very particularly nervous bunch of goats and she thought to herself... I think these goats have post-traumatic stress. And she just, to try and bring the post-traumatic stress out of the goats, she sat down uh, and started re- reading Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre? Ooh, right, OK. And the goats, um, she said, OK, granted, she said, it took a few weeks. But the goats, after a few weeks, they started to calm down. 
I mean, God forbid, I would hate to be the did one they, to say did to her, they but start I think bleaching. they like him anyway, do you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, but they started to calm down, and then listening to her, and then they started to associate these um, rhythmic tones of English literature with that of the environment of being very relaxed. Excellent. And then they realised she started fighting with her husband then, because they were going to start reading to the pigs. And he, uh, she said, don't, whatever you do, read Animal Farm. It paints pigs in such a bad light. <laughs> and her husband says, you... I wouldn't even have thought of such a thing. How dare you? And they had their own little fight about what literature you should read to a pig. Right, because anyway. uh, because the pigs aren't... Oh, what was wrong with Jane Eyre? Did they decide, no, pigs wouldn't appreciate Jane Eyre? Well, it needs to be a goat, really. Well, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, Jim, but it turns out what you read isn't important. After months of this, they no realised... way! Yeah, un- amazingly, children's books have exactly the same effect on the animals. As um, high-end literature, you know. Oh, that's such a shame. It is, really. I was really hoping that there would be a differentiation between what a cow is into literature-wise and what a pig or a horse or a goat or a sheep is into. Or even one of them. Even if there was one goat with a monocle and a top hat going, really? The standard has dropped considerably. Well, you see, that's what I mean. I just, I want to see the goat (laughs) with the monocle, you know, going like, um, being into Jane Eyre. And whereas the, you know, I, I just want the pigs to be into crime thrillers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely, yeah. And, I don't know, and... They it, have the sheep would be mad sheep, for a comedy. Yeah, or something, yeah, and the cows, or the horses be a bit into sort of, you know, philosophy. They'd be high, bro. Read me Sartre. <laughs> yeah, I do think, every time I look at a horse, I do think very high, bro. Yeah. You know what I do? I definitely do. I look at a horse and think they'd be mad for a bit of, uh, you know, poetry and, <laughs> you know... I was going to say Voldemort. I meant. What's, what's your man's name? The French lad. The Voldemort. Voltaire. Voltaire. That's yeah. him. Not Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I tell you, see that horse. Mad about Harry Potter. Loves a bit of Harry Potter. Right. Just. I'd be the only person slagged by a horse for confusing a poet, a French poet, with, yeah. with a that's, Harry Potter. That'd be book. amazing. The horse is behind your back on. <laughs> Yeah, man, the good th- he couldn't separate uh, Voltaire from Voldemort. Yeah, another stallion. <laughs> I mean, what an idiot. Oh, my God. I can't believe I did that. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. so, J.K. Rowling, not exactly popular in uh, right. circles. But so, it turns uh, out that this is really... So, what? what did they read to the pigs in the end? Oh, they they, they went with the children's stories to right, the pigs okay. in the end. They realised that this... It wasn't the three little pigs, was it? <laughs> No, imagine. Yeah, oh, that'd be. I mean, that. that'd be like that. Would be like a kind of like a crime thriller for pigs. <laughs> you would, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, right. So the wolf came. We along, like the right? usual suspects. Which one? Which one is is the one that made the other fella go? Where uh, you know yeah. to the, the market, pig, so to speak. The, the pigs be there among themselves, going. I tell you, the hay lad, he's going to get it. He's he's a goner. I wouldn't have gone with the hay. Would you have gone with the hay? Been... No, don't go with the hay. Oh, no, my God, he's gone with the, he's hay. Gone with the hay. Oh, my God, he's got to go. Be like, be like a mafia crime thriller. Be like Joe Pesci, you know. This little pig went on market. This little piggy's going to stay at home. You know, oh, it'd be just like that. That's but incredible. But one of these little pigs is going to go wee, wee, wee all the way home and we'll be ready when he gets there. Yeah. We'll be ready. That'd be amazing. They'd be reading Baba Black Sheep and it'd be like, you yeah, know, this is social commentary, man. That's this is about the fight that we've had. For like, acceptance in the world. Jim, you have no idea how close to reality you are there. They started reading it to the sheep. Yeah. And then they realised... There was uproar. There was uproar. <laughs> there was uproar. Because some sheep didn't like the rhythm of certain languages. You wow. Know, and other sheep seemed to really take to it. So, like, so w- w- she went in and she started reading to the sheep. And one of the sheep, um, Lady Pamela, 
uh, she was into Lady a, Pamela? Yeah, yeah, she the was... The sheep is called Lady yeah, Pamela? Yeah, Lady That's Pamela. That's incredible. Why weren't they reading Jane Eyre to Lady Pamela? Well, she didn't like it. You know, she was... Um, Lady Pamela was a attentive uh, straight away. Um, but the others... All oh, right, so it's that not that sort of Lady Pamela. It's not posh Lady... It's, it's Lady Pamela in the same way as Lady Marmalade. <laughs> Pretty much, She yeah, might have yeah. been a... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like a woman who calls herself Lady Nora, but she sits on the front of the uh, 32B with a feather in her hat, you know. One of them sort of ladies. Uh, but the sheep are the only ones. The sheep seem to be divided across lines. So the sheep, they read them. Some sheep react to children's stories. Some sheep react more to a sort of, you know, the more higher-end literature. Or the sort of, yeah, he's tried crime novels once. Apparently yeah. the sheep aren't into crime novels at all. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, he never thinks well, for him. Well, in fairness, I'm not surprised. I mean, remember Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> never thought about that. He's going on about Chianti and which... Wine matches red meat. Sure, sheep would have nightmares for a month after that. Yeah, Beyonce, crazy in love here at Classic Hits. Waking up happy with PJ and Jim. 087-188-0008 if you need to give us a shout, particularly if you want to get in touch with Magic Mike, let him know that you want to play. If you think you got the hit bit cracked, today is the day to win it. €2,200 up for grabs on the hit bit today. We'll play before 8 o'clock. You still have time to check out classichits.e for the previous guesses. And of course, big is the clue. Let Mike know you want to play 087-188-0008. Actually, also, speaking of getting in touch, you may have heard the little sort of ad things, promo things that are being played on the station about um, about getting your feedback. Yeah. About finding out what you actually think of classic hits and all the things that make up classic hits. Uh, the presenters and the music and the uh, just everything, just everything. Yeah. So we have a we're looking for your feedback. We have a little phone number there mm-hmm. uh, that if you wanted to sort of tell us what you think. In fact, we'd love if you tell us what you think. Uh, get one eight hundred eight zero one eight hundred. It's a free phone number, so it won't cost you anything. Yeah. So we're we're practically paying you for your opinion. <laughs> is what the way it works out. <laughs> yeah, because basically, as always, we're always kind of working harder to make things better here at Classic Hits. So if we can. If we can improve in any way, if there's a few bits and pieces that need to be polished up a bit, if there's a few things that irk you a little bit, um, whatever you do, don't mention me and PJ in it. When it comes to any of the negative stuff, oh, only, only say nice things, right? Just waves of plausible positivity. Thanks. Absolutely. Like you're, imagine you're reading Jane Eyre to a bunch of goats <laughs> when you're doing that. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the way to look at it, all right. <laughs> but no, whatever it is, um, good, bad, or indifferent, uh, we want to know about it. We want to know what bits you like and want to keep, improve on, whatever bits you might want to change. All of that's all up for grabs. And uh, one of the ways to do it, as PJ said, is on that free phone number. 1-800-801-800. Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. Here are classic hits on the way towards the hit bit on a double money Monday. 2,200 euro final call to get involved. Magic Mike standing by on WhatsApp 087-188-0008 if you want to play big. Is that all important clue? Will it be uh, enough to get you all of that cash today on a double money Monday? We'll see. That's on the way very shortly. Uh, we're talking earlier on about uh, about an animal rescue farm. And this is kind of related, actually, isn't it? A funny sort of way, because animal rescue were called in they on this were. story, weren't they? Very serious. Uh, so a woman was, um, she was in the States, obviously, and she went to go to the uh, bathroom. And you know that awful thing that happens, uh, or that you hear about happens, or that you panic about? Like, like the way I told you I watched Jaws as a young fella. Mm. And I was actually afraid to go to the toilet in case a shark bit me on the bottom. I thought they in could travel. In case a shark could come up the toilet. I genuinely oh, no, to thought fair, that was a thing. In, you know, okay, I don't know necessarily which part of America this person was in. But, you know, you hear stories when you're from this side of the world. You hear stories about places in Australia, places in the States, whatever. Yeah. Where, you know, 
creepy crawlies and what's names and bits and pieces and you know as you said like Australia is basically a country designed to kill you to kill you it's trying to kill you all the time Australia mm. so you would I suppose you would there probably are places where you do have to be careful about what might be in your you know loo yeah well there you go and they, the police received a phone call from a terrified woman saying that she found a snake in her toilet <sighs> Right, so she found a snake in her toilet uh, so she pulled down the lid and she put a wage on it you know the way you put a plant or something on it to stop in case it was a very strong snake, it was very, well, I suppose would I would lift the lid. I would do that too. I'd panic. I wouldn't know the difference. I'd be like, uh, "Who? I don't know how strong a snake is." It must have been a substantial looking size. Yeah, you would have thought so. Yeah, because she says she came in, she caught a glimpse of it, and like just whacked down the thing and put the yoke on, put the plant or whatever it was on it, uh, and then the police hurried to the apartment with animal control people because uh, they were thinking how big can a snake be if it got into the toilet in the first place and how did it get there mm. anyway she was removed from the house and she was told to wait outside and she went into the neighbours and she told the neighbours um, that the snake was there and then she rang her husband mm. and she said to her husband listen this is this is pretty um, I don't know how to explain we this we've snakes in the house there's a snake inside the house and he was you know he says Look, well like I meant worker there's not really a lot I can do if the police are animal control, if you need anything, let me know. Scrant. So then animal control came into the neighbours and says, um, "That who used the toilet last? <laughs> you are... D- and she said, me husband. And he goes, yeah, it's a poo. Yeah, it's a poo. He didn't flush. So she confused... Um, she confused her husband's... Um, her husband's jobby for an old snake. She got all confused. So not only was she embarrassed, uh, she really embarrassed her husband as well. Uh, and, she the, and she gave the police an animal control a great laugh. In fairness, she did the right thing. She, she well, was she didn't really do the right thing. Well, she, she got a fright. She, she would flush the toilet. <laughs> what is the? Oh my she god! She said they were very understanding. They were very understanding. It wasn't her fault. It was your man's fault. He didn't flush the toilet. He did a big poo. What? He, the, I mean, was, I don't even know. I can't believe I'm actually asking this, but like. Is there, like, yeah. is there a picture or something that like there's no pictures no they wouldn't no. do that no there's no pictures there's but like picture. it's just hard to, could you really confuse it for a snake well I don't know I guess it depends on the nature of it I don't really know that's but what she I'm did. saying I mean it's she obviously didn't do I this for a laugh she was very distressed she humiliated herself in front of her friends and neighbours and her family I mean, yeah, like, to be un- fair, if she, if it was a genuine mistake if you could if you could understand from her point of view how she made the mistake then obviously that chap probably needs to consult with a at the very least a dietitian maybe if not a doctor <laughs> do you know what I mean maybe, or maybe that's a very healthy one I don't know I don't like I don't know I don't know yeah. about the poor man I just know about his poor wife although I imagine the embarrassment of him coming home from work I imagine the next day could, I wouldn't be able to resist it I'd have to say something to him I have to say every time I see him hey Gary you feeling well <laughs> don't get caught out now <laughs> Yeah. Make sure you bring I'm lots sure, of time. I'm sure he's. Um, I'm sure he's garnered himself some sort of nickname oh, or whatever. You're very embarrassed. Where you, where you, you, there, you look, here's the python now. Oh, you look very flushed. You look very flushed in your here's, face. Here's, so you do. Here's you Cobra already. Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at look at him. There he is. Yep, he's armed with armed with a python. This fella, I tell you something. <laughs> I tell you some smell of snakes off him. Yeah, I, I, I suppose it would be a tough one to live down. To be fair, it's a very tough one to live down. Especially now that you'd literally have radio stations on the other side of the world talking, talking about, about it. And let's be honest, that's not something you just do once. It's, it's, it's habitual, right? Not yeah, that's, well, that's. I mean, that's the question. I mean, that's she. That's habitual. Obviously, she'd never encountered that particular sight before. But not, that, not one that looked like that. I mean, this thing obviously had a head and scales and everything. Of course, it frightened the life out of anyone. You know what I mean? 
I'm not I sure don't. who to be more worried about, him or her, to be perfectly honest with you in that story. Why? What did she do wrong? Well, she I'm just are. saying, I mean, like, you know, could you, could you mistake it for us? You know. I don't know. God forbid. I mean, what it was... Maybe it was moving. I don't see why not. I thought my dog was a burglar one night. <laughs> Scared the life out of me. You know, these things happen. People make mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only person to blame here was the person. The person who caused it all was the man who went in and did a, yeah. did, did a doo-doo and didn't didn't uh, do his business and flush the toilet. Right. Or maybe he did flush the toilet. Maybe it was just one of those. Maybe it just didn't go. Maybe it was like, you know, the ones that only happen when you're in somebody else's house. You know those ones. And they just sit there and you're like, I can't believe it. I flushed this toilet like six times and this dude was still waving at me going, we're out. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Rick Astley, never going to give you up here at Classic Hits. Thank you for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. Thank you for letting us Hang out with you on your Monday, 087-188-0008 if you need to get in touch. Uh, still Double Money Monday, of course. That's uh, ongoing. Niall Boyle and uh, your next opportunity to win that over two grand, 2,200 euro. Uh, for us, of course, we get the breakfast table quiz day one. We get a 500 euro voucher for Specsaver Stalorgan up for grabs. We'll give you a shot at winning that, so the very best of luck with it. But of course, you know, winning, you know, winning is great and everything, but I mean... You know, the other side of winning is losing. I mean, losing's never a good feeling. No, I mean, trust me, it's something I'm very familiar with. And it's, it's not a good feeling. You know, you do have to take it. I mean, there's, there's probably people waking up this morning and they know what it feels like to lose. You know, yes. Does it mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe stuff happened over the weekend or whatever and it's hurtful. It's a horrible sensation to lose. Or maybe you're just a sore loser that needs to get over yourself. You know, there's always that element as well. Well, that's uh, it. Much like this guy. So this, it was this guy, a fella on... Um, what well, is basically the Icelandic version of University Challenge, okay? It's called okay. Get U Betur. Um, and he lost his mind. To put it mildly now, he lost his marbles. So the opposing team got a point. And um, like when you see the footage a millisecond before he got it, right? Like a millisecond. He went for the buzzer. The other buzzer went. The other man gets it right. And then, uh, well, he, he kicked over his podium. He grabbed a glass off another person's podium. Smashed it off the wall. And then he left the studio. And uh, the host, Christiania Arnestdotter, I think you say, is how you might say it. Or something like that. Uh, they were pretty taken back and didn't know what to do. And he left the set. And she tried to carry on with the show. And then she heard him smashing things up in the background. Wow! It's uh, yeah, just let me let me let me put um, let me put Abba on hold for a second here. It's and pretty remarkable to have a have a listen to it. Like. And give you a little sampling of of, of what it was like. <laughs> I think it's quite obvious that the, the man completely lost the marbles. Oh yeah, and then you want to hear the rest of it. He goes back and he's, you just hear like. <laughs> like kicking the holes in the set and everything afterwards. He's, he, like it's a and ongoing it, uh, long tantrum. It's was unreal. this live television? Yeah. Oh my so god. So she goes to the break and all, and then you see, yeah, and apparently in the translation she goes, uh, "I think we should go to a break." And somebody behind the camera goes, "That's not a bad idea." <laughs> the Icelandic's very much like ourselves when it comes to a bit of um, dry, dark humor. Oh my god! So the guy just uh, the red mist descended. The red mist descended, and this isn't the first time that there's been a so very not even just loser. a storm off like actual smashing Smash things the place up to the set and everything yeah do you remember someone asked Vanilla Ice a question once and he broke up the set and thought he did it all as if he was laughing do you remember that 
He went bananas. Weirdo. Like, completely a vanilla ice. You know what I mean? They're right. struggling to get people to take him seriously. You know, that's going to happen. You're going to have a tantrum every so often. And then there was Come Dine With Me. Do you ever remember that famous episode of Come Dine With Me? Not and really, now. You were t- trying to tell me about this. Yeah, it was. But it, I, I don't remember this It now. was amazing. Uh, so, at the end of this episode of Come Dine With Me... This man, he lost. He lost, and uh, instead of being in any way graceful at all, uh, this guy Peter Marsh, he turned around. Uh, it was in his house that he right. lost. In fact, uh, I think I think Mike might have given us um, a little bit of audio of, of exactly what he came out with. Hang on a second. I think it's this guy you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Peter Marsh. In fourth place is me. Oh. Why is shaking ahead of me? <laughs> you won, Jane. Oh my god. Enjoy the money. I hope it makes oh you very god. happy. Dear Lord, what a sad little life, Jane. You ruined my night completely so you could have the money, but I hope now you spend it on getting some lessons in grace and decorum, because you have all the grace of a reversing dump truck without any tyres on. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, you wouldn't, let's be honest. There's nobody in there, love. <laughs> So, Jane, take your money and get off my property. That's... It's pretty sore, isn't it? So, uh, well done, Jane. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that is the There's most bizarre thing. There's something great about watching The Sore Loser, though, isn't there? Yeah. I love it. I love people that get upset, so irrationally upset about these things. And it's one of the things, because you always know it's a spoiled brat. It's someone who was spoiled through their whole lives, isn't it? Right, yeah, who just, uh, the expectation is to win. It's always... Like, do you remember the time that we had... Remember the time that we introduced Neve that used to work here to the principle of making a bet? Oh my God, that's right. You told you talked her into putting a tenner on a horse or a tenner. No, I certainly did not. I never you encouraged did. anybody to bet. I think it was around this well, time of year and well, Shelton was coming up and you were like, this would be great crack. And when, she, when she lost... She couldn't even understand the concept. What? Well, where's my where's Where, my fiver or whatever you, it was? Where's my fiver now? Well, well the, like obviously it's gone. You you bet it. No, but like, like but no, now I don't have my fiver. Yeah, I know. That's that's, yeah, but that's the, the concept of betting. And she shook well, her head. Yeah, but where's so what happens now? Well, nothing happens. You've just lost. You've lost your bet. You bet on well, it. That's ridiculous. And she goes. Well, I don't <laughs> think I like this idea at all. She goes. She was so upset over it. She oh. was so upset over it. So they say if you're a sore loser, are there, there are definitely sore losers out there hearing this. Oh, yeah. And you've got to ask yourself, there's different, there's practice, there's points you can make in your life to practice not being such a spoil sport and a tantrum tackler, okay. right? Yeah. So number one, Get used to congratulating people on their wins. It's going to be tough for you. You're a spoiled brat, but get used to it. When something good happens to someone, walk over and say, congratulations, I'm happy for you, even if you're not. Exactly. Right, okay. Fake it till you make it. Yes, and then think about the real-world consequences of actually winning and losing these games like worst case scenario you've lost a fiver like you said or yeah. a couple of quid and like you, even if you win has it really changed your life has it made anything better probably not you're probably well, going to be exactly the same grumpy tosser you were if it was a fiver on the lotto and you won it yeah I think that's pretty life changing but I get your general well, I guess concept losing a question on the Icelandic version of University Challenge or you know <laughs> Coming last on Come Dine With Me doesn't really make a difference to your life. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if the situation is too much and you can't play a game, don't play the game. <laughs> don't play the game. Do you know what you sound like now? You're turning into like all of those adults that you used to hear when you were a kid. Yeah. Like, if you can't share, 
Okay, if you can't share, you're no. not going to be allowed to play at all. Now, are you going to share, or are you go- or do I have to put you inside on your own? See, I was that's the, what you're saying. I was like. the kid that goes. Well, does, does that mean I don't have to share what I have? I'd be there going <laughs> then, and they go. Well, I guess suppose it does. So I do. So I can take what I have and not share it. Then is what you're saying to me. <laughs> and yeah. can, and these bozos can go home and to they their have houses. To go home. Can they? They have to leave me alone on my own with my sweets. Is this what you're saying? Like, what is the? I, I th- is there, so you're telling me there's literally no. <laughs> you know what's amazing about actions. this is that you're you're providing tips for like you know not being a sore, for you know embracing other people's success, not being a sore loser from the man who threw a tantrum at his own birthday party because people wouldn't sit down and watch the movie. It's ridiculous. <laughs> It's not a game. See, watching a movie isn't a game. Yeah, I mean, Steven Spielberg spent millions and millions of quid on special and effects. And you knew that, did you, when you were eight? Well, he spent it on special effects to make this movie a spectacular. The, the, what it doesn't need was the noise of eight-year-olds enjoying a party, ruining it. Like, you know what I mean? Ruining it. Yeah. It, it didn't need it. If, 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 if Mr. Steven Spielberg thought the movie needed it, he'd have put it in. And yeah. you'd still have to show it's a good job. It's a good job that, you know, you didn't kind of think, oh, it's all about me or anything. Oh, my God. Look at Mr. Sore Loser over here. I can't believe it. I wasn't even at the party. You weren't even at the party, and there you are getting all upset because I didn't enjoy it. I know, hold on, you're enjoying I didn't enjoy it. Oh, this is outrageous. Now I don't know which one of us is a sore loser. <laughs> Somehow right. I feel it was me. What other tips have you I'm got? Only, do you want me to smash this place up? Is that what you're looking for? I gotta that get, would be amazing. I'm going to take that glass off your table and throw it through the window now in a minute to prove to you I'm not a sore loser. Right. Are there any other tips you found useful? Yeah, there is. Remember why you started playing to begin with. Well, to be honest with you, I'm in such a tantrum now, I can't remember why I came in at all. Rolling in the deep from Adele. Here are classic hits. Thank you for waking up happy with PJ and Jim on your Monday. A couple of happy birthdays, PJ. One of them, of course, is a young gentleman I think we have met. Yeah. Because it is, uh, you know, Margaret in Formoy that listens oh, all the time. It is her son, Benjamin. Now, I'm just, I'm doing this from memory because I know there was a WhatsApp in about it earlier on. And um, uh, and it was kind of like later in the show because he wasn't up or whatever. So now I can't find it. But anyway, so I think he's nine today. So Benjamin uh, Dunley, who is in for Moy and is nine today. Happy birthday happy to you. Happy birthday. I, I hope I remembered that right. I'm sure you did. That sounds perfect. And then the other thing, I need, I need you to help me out on this because we got a text in. Somebody's wanting to wish their two-year-old a happy birthday. They listen every morning. But is the, what's that? How would you pronounce that first name? It looks like Sveva. 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 I'd say Sveva. Yeah. yeah. Sveva O'Flaherty Corona is the way it's written there. Sveva O'Flaherty Corona. That's the way it's written. Unfortunate to have Corona in your name this year, but I'm sure that'll wear off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Sveva. It's, I hope you have a great that day. That is an unusual one, isn't it? It definitely is. Yeah, Sveva. I suppose um, it looks like there's a, um, an Eastern European Irish cross over there of some yeah. description, yeah. Sveva O'Flaherty Corona. Thank you very much indeed. Happy birthday to you. Happy very birthday. And and thankfully, yes, we got it right. It was Benjamin. It's Benjamin Jack Dunley to give him his full moniker. Oh, and there's a picture now. Look at him there in his United jersey. Go on. (laughs) Fair play to you, Benji. (laughs) Fair play to you, Benji. Are you sure he likes being called Benji? He does now. (laughs) Benji. Yep. So happy birthday Happy to you. birthday All of the gang uh, Wanting to wish you Happy birthday Benjamin Have a cracking day And in fairness I should really say Congratulations to you as well 
Me? In fairness, yeah, because you did get that, like, okay, I know you got a bit ranty towards the end I got a little bit upset, yeah, I in, the, in the sore loser thing, but in fairness to you, you did manage to get through the entire link without making any gags at the expense of Liverpool, so fair play to you. It's good that you rose above that. Oh, come on. And you didn't on. just suddenly descend on an easy win, so, you know, no, fair not play at to all. you. Anyway, we're talking about, it's about sore losers. Liverpool are well used to losing everything all the time, <laughs> considerably, consistently. They lost to Everton again, can you believe it? Breakfast Table Quiz. It's time for the breakfast table quiz. Win the best prize out there is. Try to get the biggest score. Hope the next one gets the more. It's the breakfast table quiz. The Breakfast Table Quiz with Kilmartin Educational Services. In class or online, learn and revise safely and get ahead with Julie's CKES.ie. So we're on board with Specsavers Delorgan this week. Just a quick reminder, they are open at the moment. Specsavers Delorgan are open at the moment, uh, despite all of the uh, COVID-19 restrictions and all that sort of stuff. They're there because naturally people's sight and hearing and all that sort of stuff, very much an essential service. So any routine care or anything like that, if you need uh, uh, eye tests, ear tests, uh, any that sort of stuff uh, glasses upkeep whatever it is uh, you can phone them or go online and make an appointment to see them they've got uh, two for one on the uh, uh, on glasses and things at the moment as well including designers like Tommy Hilfiger and DKNY Mark Jacobs Super Dry loads loads more and uh, you can try out their new OCT scan which can detect eye disease up to four years in advance that is really cool I had that done did you? yeah and uh, what was wrong with you? Nothing. Which oh, was that's good even news. better news still, yeah. <laughs> that, that was the point. That was the reason it was so good. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised, Jim. You're not a young man anymore, you know. Oh, harsh. Harsh. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so this is what we have for you. We have got a 500 euro voucher to give away for Specsavers Still Organ, your uh, friendly local opticians and audiologists. And you can use that for whatever you want to use it for towards glasses, contact lenses, hearing aids, whatever you like. Yeah, so it's going to be Keith Lynn that plays this morning. He's going to t- uh, set the standard for the week. How are you, Keith? How's it going, lads? Good morning. Uh, good morning to you, Keith. How was your weekend? Oh, it was awesome. it's a great weekend. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did, yeah. yeah. He sounds like a man who's tired from partying all right, doesn't he, just Keith? Yeah, give us a list of your activities there, Keith. <laughs> all right. I, I stayed in, I looked at the house. Wow. Oh, what a wild child you are. What a wild child you are. Right, well, listen, let's try and get a bit of winning just to set you on the right track for the week. Uh, We've got nothing on the leaderboard at the moment, no matter what, you're going to be our leader after all of this, Keith. So the very best of luck. 60 seconds, you ready to go? Okay, let's go. Fingers crossed, here we go. What 80s all-girl band sang Manic Monday? Uh, The Bangles. What is the capital of Belgium? Brussels. Which bird lends its name to a score of two under par for around the golf? In art, what name is given to the furnace used to fire pottery? Oh, I can. Yeah, the Matterhorn is in what European mountain range? Oh, uh, the What do most Americans call nappies? Diapers. What is the name for a male goose? Um, a drake. It's a gander. The Statue of Liberty was a gift from what nation to the US? French. France. Complete the title of this book by J.D. Salinger, Catcher in the What? Right. What did the F stand for in John F. Kennedy? Uh, Frederick. Fitzgerald. Which Hollywood actress starred in the hit film Legally Blonde? Oh, reach for this now. What do the initials UN stand for? United Nations. In literature, who is the alter ego of Dr. Jekyll? Mr. Hyde. In, in ten-pin bowling, how many holes are in the ball? Three. Yeah. Tell you something, Keith, you are flying this morning. Very good, Keith. Obviously, all of that staying in did you the world of good. 
It's good for the brain. Absolutely, it is. No flies on this man. Check this out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12. Oh, my God. That's the second week in a row we've had a big high score now on the Monday. That's very impressive, Keith. 12 is a cracking score to top the leaderboard on a Monday. Well done. Thanks very much. Hopefully it's good enough to go for the week. Fingers crossed for you, sir. Listen, have a great day. Thanks for playing, Keith. Thanks very much, Cheers, man. See you, The Breakfast Table Quiz. Rehab from Amy Winehouse here at Classic Hits. Thank you for waking up happy with PJ and Jim. And, of course... As you probably know at this stage, uh, we have, we're very lucky to have, as part of this little setup in the morning, we're very lucky to have somebody whose reputation is continually growing and expanding around the country as word, word filters out about the advice that he's been able to offer. Uh, for people who are in search of love. He is the love guru. He is Dr. Love himself, and he is part of our little team, PJ Gallagher, who's once again, Dr. Love is in the house. You've got more advice this time for the lads. Exactly. Successfully failing at relationships all over the world, so you don't have to. Seems to be my modus That would be an amazing thing to have over your door if you ever opened a love clinic. Wouldn't it, yeah? Mm. So, yeah, successfully... Uh, succe- successfully failing at relationships yeah. since 1982. Failing successfully... <laughs> And consistently since, yeah, since 1975. (laughs) Right, so this is it. Uh, Gents in particular, listen up because this could be the secret. This could crack the case for you if you're on the lookout for love. Yeah, because it's no no big secret that men have been using dogs uh, to get dates for a long, long time. You know what I mean? You'll go out, walk the dog, spark up a chat. The cute puppy thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, pictures in your... Tinder profiles or match.coms or badoos, whatever you're into, you know. Right. Uh, and then it's, it works, you know, there's actually science to say it, that it actually works. But according to a new study, first reported by the Wall Street Journal, actually, um, men need to ditch cats from their dating profile because um, women just, for some reason, and it does sound brutal, but again, just looking at the science, women do not seem to like lads with cats. Wow. I don't know why. The study featured in a, a peer-reviewed journal called Animals, uh, and it was amazingly titled, Not the Cat's Meow, found that men who pose with a cat in their photos are less ma- appear to be less masculine when holding the cat, higher in neuroticism, um, more open, but less dateable. And that's my more than 1,300 women says, yeah, they wouldn't go out with a fellow who has a cat in his profile picture. They wouldn't be into it. Wow. They look neurotic. And less dateable when they have a cat, yeah. And even an expert at Match.com. So a, ca- a cat makes you look less masculine. Yeah. And slightly neurotic. Yeah, it does, yeah. Apparently wow. a cat has that effect. Oh, do you know what I think it is? You look at someone with a dog and you think, there is somebody who has room in their life for others, you know, and yeah. wants it. You look at someone who has a cat and you, and you think to yourself, there's a cat there. There's no room for me in this house. <laughs> we but already yeah, have a very the- dominant personality in that house and that's the cat and there's no room for me in it. Isn't that weird though? Because you... I think, you know, from the outside looking in, you think, well, I mean, obviously, like somebody, it's just, it's the liking of animals, isn't it? It's the uh, the ability to care and nurture yeah. for, for somebody or something in your life, you know, and the animal thing. You'd imagine that's what they're picking up on. You would think so. But uh, but it's different. The cats have a different... Cats have a totally cats have a str- different dynamic. Cats are a strange... They're, a, they're the ultimate sort of um, marmite of the, of, the, of the animal world, aren't they? People they either are. love them, you get the, you know, you get people who are crazy cat people... Yeah. Or people really dislike them. See, that's the thing. I love a cat, although I've never been able to have one because my dogs love the flavour of cats. Exactly. So I've never been able to have them. Unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Yeah. But I do love a cat. Because I, yeah, I, I wouldn't particularly draw, you know, I mean, cats, dogs, whatever. Yeah, I like them all. I don't really... I'm probably more of a dog person, to be honest, but 
you know what I mean? I wouldn't dislike. I don't dislike cats. See, I, get, I think people look at cats and they think if if you're going, if you have a cat, you're you're preparing to be trodden over in a relationship. You're prepared to let somebody else trod over you all the time, right? You'd imagine it's, that'd make a lad more endearing to a woman. Well, I mean, if a woman could masculine. look and say, "Well, look, there's a lad who, you know, it's, I mean, let's face it. I mean, he's he's prepared to offer love to that cat, knowing that he'll get nothing in return." I mean, no loyalty, no affection, nothing. Yeah. He's the perfect man for me. I know, sure. <laughs> In fact, if everything goes wrong, he'll eat you. Your cat will eat you. You know, your cat just looks at you. You are a servant of a cat. It's a very sort of dominant uh, um, um, relationship, isn't it? Right. You serve a cat. You're there to serve well, a cat. Well, they do have a reputation for being, a dog, for being you... quite selfish. Yeah, yeah, you de- definitely... And, and not very loyal. It's literally like... You, what are you going to offer me? Okay, what are you going to offer me? Right, I'll go with you. Yeah, so. sure. If I feed my neighbour's cat, when the cat will, that cat will never speak to the neighbour ever again. Exactly. You serve a cat, you look after a dog. It's really there. That's it. It's a very different relationship. Right. And by putting your cat's photograph into your Tinder profile, your Match.com profile, whatever it is, you are basically saying, "Here is the person I serve." This will always be forced in my life. Yeah. You may introduce yourself to the cat. You may not interfere with the cat. I am the cat's property. Therefore, you may and you like you can. Always only have your limited time right. cat always comes first right. it seems like that is what's coming across whereas when there's a dog there so a dog wants to share everybody a dog can't think that a room full of people is very exciting wants to be a part of it a cat thinks a cat right, how room. do I dominate this entire room yeah, yeah a cat looks at <laughs> the room and says you are I can't be, believe you brought somebody home I can't I was just looking for a quiet night in <laughs> and you're after bringing this thing home now look at that look at her yeah. Look at her lying there on the couch and in my spot. I mean, seriously, look at her eyebrows meet in the middle. Are you serious? I'm not having this. I mean, I'm not having this. I'll, I'll, so obviously then when women me body then she does not face I'm, I'm crit- she cat cri- you can see a cat, cat criticising you can't you you can see a cat looking at- yeah I mean who'd thought that the, I mean that that skirt and blouse don't even go together yeah I've walked into I remember going out with a girl who had a cat and I swear I walked into the room and the cat would literally stand up with its hind legs and look at me it was like oh god what sort of a rat is that you've brought into this house? I felt so judged. I wow. felt so judged. So basically now, so now we know that when women look at a, at a profile, a man's profile, and he, he's, he has a cat in his profile picture. Yeah. Basically what she thinks is, right, he's looking for somebody who's going to, right, so not only will you be, you know, uh, a partner to me and you might have to con- consider my needs, but you will also need to consider the needs of the cat. Yeah, yeah, you'll have to do like like this thing. I don't mind dressing up for you on a date, but I'm not dressing up to go to meet your cat. You know, <laughs> meeting someone's cat is like meeting their parents. Like it's a bee. Oh, wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be amazing? Wrong. Wouldn't that be amazing if you were st- if, if somebody started going out with a guy and like three dates, four dates in, he said, "Look, I I really, really, really like you, and I, I think maybe I think it's time we take the next step. I think I think I'm prepared to bring you home and introduce you to my cat." Yeah. But listen, tell them, tell them you're a doctor, will you? <laughs> I don't want them thinking that you're still in still in college or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't tell them your real I, job. If you ask me how much you're, just say six figures, okay? <laughs> just say something.